In Shu'ar, at the end of Hanashira, that third place, we're holding my pot of chess. So once again, we'll first see this, the pasuk in the context of Hannah's personal shira, the Sphinx, and afterwards we'll look by Hashem to see how the Torah explains it in the context of the broader picture of history. And the pasuk says, Ragle Chasid of Yishmar, Hashem guards the feet of the Tzadikim, which is an expression we find in many places. Which pasuk? Pasuk Tess. Okay. Uh, many times it's taught this idea. We find that in the in Tehillim as well, a number of times, Hashem guards the feet of the Tzadikim. And to contrast with that, Rishoyim Bachoy Shechidomu. The Rishoyim, who Hashem is not protecting them, so they grow up in the darkness. And Yidomu means a Lashem Dimin, they think they know where they're going, but uh, instead they really, they need, they walk to their own destruction. Like uh, we've seen in the Mishnah Sharim, that the danger of the darkness, a person can't see where he's going, and therefore if he's going to walk, he's going to walk into danger, walk into trouble. Why? Kiloi b'koyach yigvarish. A person doesn't, can't use koyach, strength, uh, force, in order to be victorious. In other words, that's what the Rishayim think. The Rishayim think that their success is through their power, through the amount of force they can employ, and that doesn't work. If Hashem is guarding the feet of the Tzadikim, so then He's going to protect them from the Rishayim, even if the Rishayim are more powerful than they are. This is a, doesn't seem to have anything to do with Khan's individual story. It's a general praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that people can't take matters into their own hands and there isn't a system where the strongest or the most brutal wins. HaKadosh Baruch Hu protects Tzadikim and therefore uh, using force, the Kayach, is what's going to make some victorious. This is Chana. This is Chana's general prophesying. So here, if you're going to talk about it simply, she's just mentioning a, me- a middah of Hashem, uh-huh. and that is that it's not necessarily part of her Taken that the strongest wins, it's uh, Hashem protects us. The is not going to happen. Is that the same thing as It's a similar idea, and that is that strength doesn't really count. Hashem doesn't uh, determine the outcome based on the physical prowess or the physical ability. But still, even if that's a general praise to Hashem, the question is obviously going to be, why is that something which Hanif feels appropriate to sing as part of a shiri here? Okay. So let's see the next pasuk as well, and put it again. And the pasuk says, pasuk yot, Hashem, yechatu merivot. Those who um, on the of those who, so to speak, argue with him, those who come to fight with him, they'll be cut down, they'll be broken. So your enemies are going to be broken. All of Bashamayim Yareh. About him, so there's two ways to read, read, read this passage, Rashi reads it, that even if they honor Bashamayim, even if the Rishayim are able to rise to the heavens, Yaren, Hashem will bring them down. Uh, the others explain the past, I mean, it's not all of us, he'll go up, but about him. But, uh, from Shemayim, they'll, break, they'll bring them down. 
Hashem Yodin Afsi Aretz Hashem will judge the corners of the world. Ve'yitin Oiz Lemalko, he'll give strength to his king. Ve'yarim Karim Sheikha, he'll raise the Karen, he'll raise the, so to speak, the banner, the horn of the one who's anointed. The so, Afsiyaretz is the place, not a... So what's the Slazik referring to? What are the two Slazik referring to? So, the Mephashim explained, he's talking, talking about Shmuel's own career. Let's look at Pasuk Yud first. We'll go back to Pasuk Yud. In Pasuk Yud, Hashem says, Shana uh, says, Hashem will, those who, Merivah, those who find that him will be broken. We're going to see, this is a Twitter for when Shmuel assumes the leadership, so he <coughs> conducts a war against the Plishtim. Those are the first enemies that he comes into contact with. And Khan is doubting that Hashem should break his enemies in front of him, and in that battle he'll be victorious over the Plishtim. That's, uh, that's the, the first request of the Apostle. And then she carries on, and she says, All of about him, we'll read the Mephoshim, we'll read it, not Rashi for a moment. Bashamayim Yarem, from his Twitter, Hashem should Yarem. Hashem should really, the way the Messiah explains it, is frighten them. And this applies to the war against the Pishtim. When Shmuel davens and Hashem sends, like they heard, the Pishti army heard these tremendous sounds from Shemayim, which they thought was an approaching cavalry, and they all ran. And therefore, that's what she's asked, it says, the Possek there says, that Vayarim Hashem Bakal Gadol. HaKadosh Baruch will frighten them. This tremendous noise he made them here. That's what Khan is davening for over here. And that, that is from Shemaim, they should frighten the Prishtim who are going to attack Shmuel. It was the second event in his life. Hashem Yodin Afsi Aretz, Hashem will judge the corners of the land. And this is also a reference to Shmuel. Because we know that Shmuel was a shepherd, he was the last of the judges. And as opposed to the previous judges, where we saw that they used to stay wherever their, their hometown was and were waiting for people to come to them, <coughs> Shmuel used to travel around Eretz Yisrael to judge people wherever they were. That was the result of his mother's tefillah? That was, therefore, Hashem was davening, Hashem should judge in all the Afsi Aretz, in all the corners of the land. And the Pashim is that was uh, Shmuel's job to judge and successfully in all parts of Eretz Yisrael where he would travel to in order to judge people. V'yitin oiz the Malka, should give strength to his king, that was the first king that Shmuel anointed, that was King Shaul. And uh, that, that's on, about him, Chana Davins, that Hashem should make him, make him powerful. And the reason why he needed that is because, as we know, Shaul by nature was a person who was a very timid person. It says he was Nechbar Akelim, he hid from publicity. And to be a king, a person needs a certain strength, a certain uh, decisiveness. So she davened for Shaul, and that is that Hashem should give oiz, that strength, that boldness to the king. And then the second part, last part of the Pasuk, V'yarim Karim Meshichai, to raise the banner of the one who is chosen, that's referring to Davra Melech. As we know, Shaul was chosen as a king, but his kingship was never meant to be a long-lasting dynasty. The, 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 the family of the kings was promised to Yehuda. And if that's the case, the Mashiach, the one who was anointed as the one who was the, so to speak, the founder of the dynasty of the kings was David Melech. His, his rise to greatness was also facilitated by Shmuel, and therefore Khan David for him too, 
he should raise the karen, the horn, which literally means the banner, raises the, the symbol of the of the Mashiach, of the king which is chosen as the king, and that's referring to David Um It's called in this context Mashiachai because even though Shmuel anointed David and Shmuel declared that you're going to be the king of Akai Israel, Shmuel never did, lived to see that take place. David's ascension to the throne was only after Shmuel had already died. And therefore she calls him Meshichai, the one he anointed, mm-hmm. even though it never actually actualized in his lifetime, that Shmuel, like I said, even though he trained David and uh, anointed David, he never actually saw David <coughs> as a king. And if that's the case, the Pasuk Yud, the way the Pasuk explained it, the Ramatsuddhas and the Malbim and others, is talking that Shachan was diving in advance for all the major milestones in, in Shmuel's life. Now, if that's the case, you can go back to Pasuk Tess. Understand that in the same context too. And that is Ragli Hasid of Yishmar, that Hashem will guard the feet of the Sadiqim, whereas the Rishayim are going in the darkness, and get lost in the darkness. This is at the beginning of Shemul's day. We're going to learn that the, even though Chana had brought Shemul to the Mishkan at the age of two, and she had hoped that there he'd be under the tutelage of Eli Akain, and that's where he would. She would fulfill her nether, her commitment, that he would serve Hashem all the days of his life. The Mishkan at that time, unfortunately, wasn't just a good influence. Now we're going to see that uh, even though Eli himself was the Tzadik, the Kohen Gadol, but his sons, who were the Kohenim, uh, were acting in a way which wasn't the way that Kohenim were meant to act in the base of Mikdash, and it was uh, something which was causing a chidol Hashem. And therefore, as a Shmuchan, as a mother, leaving her son, in a place where she knows that there are people who tzaddik him and can guide him well, but there are also people who could be a negative influence on him and uh, mislead him, like the kohenim at the time were doing, like we're going to read in the next paragraph. But she davens, Hashem should guard the feet of the tzaddikim, that the uh, shmuel shouldn't, so to speak, make the mistake of those rishayim or rishayim b'chayshachidam, because even though it was in the mishkan, there would be those rishayim who are going in darkness. They were misusing the opportunity to be kind in the Mishkan and uh, causing the Chilol Hashem and doing the wrong thing. So Hashem should protect Shmuel from that. Uh, he shouldn't... Raglov is always the way a person goes. Hashem should guide his legs, guide the way he's going, and he shouldn't follow their path. That's uh, the, the contrast of Shmuel, who we're going to see, did grow up as a Tariq who everybody loved, as opposed to the sons of Eli, who besides with the Averis also no one ever hated them. Again, to see those that are showing into the darkness, because a person doesn't overcome, he's not a god, he doesn't, he doesn't win, he doesn't become more powerful. There's also an event in Shmuel's life. We're going to see that when Shmuel rise to prominence wasn't Bukayach. It wasn't that anybody put him into the position or that he was uh, so he to speak, wasn't voted to be that He wasn't Bukayach. voted in, right. It was a natural thing that slowly, slowly Kray Yisrael uh, realized and appreciated Shmuel's level and he made his popularity and his, uh, <coughs> his influence group. It wasn't Bukayach. It wasn't that it's something that uh, he was imposing the Jewish people or that uh, they had to accept Balkarchal. So if that's the case, the Psukim are no longer part of Khan as much as Khan Tfila 
in advance for whatever's going to happen in the life of Shmuel. Again, whether Chana was aware of all these incidents and she was telling them specifically, or it was just the she said words which have been given to Ruach HaKodesh and would represent later events, is not clear. In fact, we understand that this was already a, so to speak, a roadmap of the events which are going to take place in Shmuel's life. There's another point here. That's the way that the Mephoshim is going to pass. As he's pointed out before, there's um, a difference to where Rashi reads the Pasuk. In the second Pasuk, when he says, Adav Bashamayim Yirein, so he says the Pasuk, I feel that Adav Bashamayim, we're talking about the Rishayim, even if they Adav, even if they climb to the heavens, Hashem brings them down from there. Now, there's a very interesting idea which is being alluded to here, and it's something we saw in the parish of Yaakov's dream of the ladder as well. And it's an amazing thing to think about. Yaakov dreams about a ladder which reaches to the heavens. It's rooted in the ground and it's reaching to the heavens. And in his dream, Yaakov sees Malachim climbing this ladder. And Chazal tells us that each Malach which Yaakov saw represented one of the nations. <coughs> and Yaakov sees how they're climbing. Now, how high they climb, and then eventually they get pushed off the ladder. And then the next one starts climbing. And Yaakov sees how high that one climbs, and then he too gets pushed off the ladder. And therefore, talking about each star, each nation in turn, the presses of Klai Yisrael, how long they will ri- they rise to prominence, how many rungs they'll climb, until their time comes and then they get reduced. And the empire crumbles, the civilization gets destroyed. And even the final one, which Yaakov sees the Malach of Adam, which climbs and climbs and climbs and climbs, until Yaakov starts to get scared, how long is he going to climb for? And on that, we have the words Nasuk Saptaira. The Hashem says to Adam, even if you're going to like, soar like an eagle and put your nest between the stars, from there I'm going to bring you down to the Hashem. Now, so therefore the idea of Adul Vashemayim, which is in the Apostle Yosef, they climb to the heavens, but Yarev, Hashem will bring them down. How's all the nations? What about the Jewish people? So the Zara says that, yeah, that the ladder represented Yaakov. That's an amazing idea. In other words, if Yaakov was the ladder, and the Malachim were climbing up and down the ladder, and it says in the Pasuk, in him, not Olav on the ladder, but Ba'an Yaakov. <coughs> What's the difference between a ladder and the person climbing the ladder? So if you think about it, you know, there are really three differences. The first one is, if a person climbs a ladder, he's not a bigger person. It's just higher up. That's like, uh, I told them not to climb on the chair or whatever. So look, I'm bigger than you now. They aren't bigger, they just might be higher. When a person climbs, he doesn't grow, he's climbed. It's the same person, the same size, just in a higher place. And uh, whereas, if you're talking about the ladder, if the ladder extends higher, it's a longer ladder. Because the ladder still has its feet on the ground. And if as opposed to the person climbing the ladder, who is the same person, just a few rungs higher, if a ladder is going to reach that height, it must be a longer ladder. It must be a longer ladder. But the, if that's the first point, so then the difference is that the ladder symbolizes something which extends, it gets bigger. As opposed to the person climbing, or the thing climbing the ladder, which just gets higher, it doesn't get bigger. But there's a second difference too. And the second difference is, the ladder is rooted in the ground, so it can't fall. It's anchored in the ground, it's reaching where which as high as it reaches, so it can't fall. 
Whereas something climbing the ladder is not rooted on the ground. And therefore, it can fall from where it is. It's not based on it. It doesn't have any sort of thing. something holding it up. And uh, indeed, the higher it climbs, the more a danger it is of falling. And that's what Hashem was showing Yaakov. The difference between Yaakov's growth and the difference between the greatness that the, all the nations can achieve is that Yaakov's growth is like a ladder. It's rooted in the ground and his growth, he gets, he gets bigger. He extends further. But since, since it's, it's firmly anchored here in the ground, he can't fall over. Whereas the goyim, they might rise a lot of rungs, but there's nothing holding them there. And therefore, when the time comes, Hashem climb to the heavens, Yarim. Hashem will push them off and then that's the end of them. And the higher they are, the more they're going to fall. Because it's, there's, no, there's no real, so to speak, uh, there's no real anchor, there's no real base which is holding them up. And this brings us to the third interesting difference between a ladder, something which is growing, so to speak, extending, or someone who's climbing the ladder. And that is, a person can only climb as high as the ladder is. You can't climb higher than the ladder, you have to climb on. In other words, a person climbing is based on something else that he has to climb. So there has to be something there first, and then you can climb it. You can't climb beyond that. Whereas something which is extending, something which is growing, for example, so it's not based on something else, it's not relying on something else to support it, it's growing on its own. It can extend on its own. It doesn't have to rely on something else to hold it up. And that's the third point. The, the amount that the malachim can climb the ladder is only as high as the ladder is. But the ladder is underground, it, it can extend further and go to the Shemite. The difference between somebody whose uh, growth comes from the fact that they've built themselves, they can grow more and more. A person who's only climbing is basically relying on something else to, to hold himself up. And therefore they can only grow, they can only raise themselves in as much as there's something for them to hold on to. Yaakov was on his way to meet enemies, whether it was Lavan and that's Asa, and Sashim Shazim. There's a difference. They might be climbing that at the healer ladder. And the difference is that their their growth is really uh, not real growth. They're, they're in a higher place. They have more power. They have more prominence. They're not greater. They're not bigger. They're just in a position of, on, on a higher rung on the ladder. And this you see. This you see. In, in a non-Torah world, a person is more powerful, a person is more wealthy, a person is more influential, isn't necessarily a greater person. They're a person on a higher rung. If you talk about the rungs of society or rungs of influence in society, so a person's been shot up to a certain pedestal. But yes, there's not, doesn't make, there's nothing greater about him. Whereas if, if a, in, the, in the concept of the Torah world, a greater person is a person who's developed more. Whether it's his knowledge, whether it's his work on his mirrors, whether it's his romantic uh, control over his yetzer, whatever, whether it's the qualities he's developed, he's become greater. And that's the difference. And therefore, when, when Khan in his Pasuk is contrasting the Rishoyim and the Tzadikim, and it says that Hashem will bring down the Rishoyim, it's because even if they are in the even if they come to heaven's yarim, there's nothing holding them there. They might have been catapulted to a position of greatness, but they can be sent right back down again. Whereas, whereas the, the Tzadik, who has grown to that level, He's grown to that level, so then 
he's, he's, he's firmly rooted, he doesn't fall out. It's really the Pasuk. It says, Tzadik HaTamar Yifrach. It's like a Tamar, like a, like a date palm. Like a date palm. Ka'eras. Ka'eras is a very tall, uh, tall tree. So Tzadik can grow to great heights. But he's safe there because he's He's planted. He's not something which grew to that, like climbed to that level. He grew there. He's, he's, he's anchored. And therefore, they're going to remain there. And even to old age, he doesn't lose his promise, doesn't lose his level, because it's something which is developed, something which has built himself, as opposed to something which he just climbed to and can, can lose his footing in the fall. Tamar has the same qualities. Tamar also is a very high tree. But it's a height which is rooted in the ground, it's something which has grown. <coughs> okay. So that's the, so that's the, that's the, also what Tamar is saying on Twitter, that uh, the difference between the Tadikim who they, Hashem is God's, and it's also another meaning of Hashem God's feet of the tzaddikim. Because for, for that to happen, the feet of the tzaddikim have to stay here. It's to be anchored here that he can grow. If he's, if he's just moving in a climbing ground, but not staying in one place, mm-hmm. then it's not like, like the man who's climbing the ladder, and and uh, he doesn't, he does nothing to hold him, so to speak, to anchor him, then it's more drusker for him. That's uh, the way the Rashi explains the Pasuk. Now let's just look at the Targum quickly and see how he interprets the Pasuk in relation to world events as opposed to specific events in Hannah or Shmuel's lives. So the Targum explains the Pasuk talking about the eventual reward and punishment in the time of Mashiach. And he says on the Pasuk, Ragnei Chassidat Yishmar. So he says that uh, the Regal is the body. The body of the tzaddikim is going to God. Um, we've seen this in a number of places, with quite in the Zohar, that the body of a person in relation to his neshama is considered like the foot. It's considered like the lowest part of the person, which is anchored in this world. It's like we spoke about in the context of Chalitza, that uh, where the person's body in this world is like the foot, which holds uh, the spiritual part of the person. So even the person's body in this world, Hashem will guard, will guard from Gehenna. He won't get punished. Whereas Rashaim gets consigned to the darkness, that's one of the terms given for Gehenna. Uh, and that is, well, as strong as the person is, it doesn't help him with their judgment. It doesn't impress Hashem. Hashem judges the person based on merit, not how strong he is, and that's not going to be a factor, it's not going to make any difference to him uh, when the day of death. And the last verse of Hashem Yechatzim Rivov, and that is those who try to fight with Klai Yisrael, so Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to destroy them. He calls them his enemies, and we saw this as a certain Hanhag Hashem has, and even though the nations aren't fighting Hashem, they're fighting Klai Yisrael, but that's interpreted as an attack on Hashem, and therefore all of Hashemayim Yarem, from Shemayim Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to send down punishment on them. Uh, the the Targum explains this is talking about the war of Gog and Magog. When it says all the nations are going to gather together, it's Yatsu Machoret and Hashem Bal Mashiachai. The campaign is going to be against Hashem. And therefore Hashem is going to be the one to destroy them. Hashem will be the one to destroy them. And then Hashem Yadin Afsi Aretz. Hashem is going to judge all the nations from all the corners of the world. Um, and this is a Pasuk, really, this is parent in the Pasuk and Hazina where it says Hashem is going to judge in the future all the nations of the world. 
So that's in the future, in the end of time, where Hashem gathers everyone for the judgment. And then, he's talking about the king of Mashiach. After Hashem has attacked all our enemies in the time of Gog and Magog, all the nations who gather together, who unite to fight Israel, which is ready to fight Hashem. So Hashem will destroy them, but He'll give the victory to Mashiach. This is an important point, and we'll finish with this, and that is, it's true Mashiach's job is to, so to speak, be the leader of Klai Yisrael, opposing Gog and Magog. And we know that Hashem will, uh, will destroy Gog and Magog, and therefore Mashiach as it is will win the war. But it's not that Mashiach is winning the war. He might be the representative, or so to speak, the leader of Klai Yisrael at the time. Hashem is giving him the war. That's what Chana says here too. That Hashem will destroy the enemies and give the victory to Mashiach. In other words, he'll be the one who, in human terms, emerges victorious. But it's not because he's the stronger. It's not because he's more mighty and therefore it's through his military strategy or through his strength or that he, he wins the war. It's Rakhadish Baruch who orchestrates it like that and makes him the victim. Hashem will raise the Karen of the Mashiach. Hashem will raise uh, the victory of Mashiach. We don't have it. It's Avinu Malkeinu. It means we want to be victorious in the end of time. But it's not, we know it's not going to be because we're strong or because we have a better strategy. We're asking Hashem to raise the victory for us and to give us that victory. And that's where Hannah's Twitter ends also. It started from Tisra who saw and discusses all the various victories in Jewish history and it ends with the final victory, which we're looking forward to, where Hashem will raise the banner of Mashiach by destroying all the enemies who will, who will be there at the time. Right.